Hey everyone, welcome back to the Speak Up Erica podcast and my guest today is Mango. Okay Mango, so um, to start off to get to know you, I have two fun questions to ask. Is that okay? Yeah, that's correct. That's good. <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> you could keep it. Okay. There's going to be a lot of like yeah. non-words here. So. Yeah. Um, okay, my first question is, do you believe in aliens? I definitely do and I'm actually waiting for them to come and abduct me. Because honestly, oh. like, I feel like life is so boring. Like, it'd be interesting little... It's one of my favorite genres of sci-fi. And, yeah. Like, I just love the idea of aliens. And, like, oh. I kind of think they're already here. Yeah. <laughs> but. I think they're definitely here. But it's interesting that you say that you're waiting for them to abduct <laughs> you. Because I think that not a lot of people think about wanting to be abducted. <laughs> just by the aliens. <laughs> just like, yeah. I, have you watched The X-Files? No, I haven't. Yeah, like, that was, like, the theme in the X- Cause it's a, yeah, in the oh, X-Files. Oh, yeah. And, like, one of the characters does get abducted by aliens, but... Oh, wow. Um, I feel like that's where the seed was planted. So, right, yeah. In my youth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Interesting. And then my other question is, if you had three wishes, what would they be? Um, my first wish would be the ability to teleport, because I don't drive. Um, and then my second wish, I think it would be... To like always either I don't know if like I guess to always be beautiful to myself like to Aww, see myself as beautiful yeah because that's something I struggle with <laughs> and then third wish um I feel like I know people say like world peace or end world hunger but I don't think those things are possible like anyway like um, yeah hmm because it's so complex that you don't yeah. know if it could truly be solved yeah or like what the repercussions would be yeah for like one of those time travel movies if yeah. you change something in the yeah. past this happens exactly yeah that's true um hmm. i guess i would wish for like like happiness and health for my for my family mm-hmm. and like for the rest of their lives like mm-hmm. you know so like yeah. but i know that they'd be like feel like they'd be, like die peacefully not mm-hmm. by anything tragic like mm-hmm. you know yeah i don't know if that's like a sloppy wish but that's my wish so <laughs> I think those are good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I think like uh, your first wish with the, the superpower. That's cool. That's true. Because yeah. I feel like I kind of mix the two up. But yeah. I've always like teleportation. Like, think about how amazing your life would be. You like have to go to work for eight a.m. You just like get ready for seven fifty-eight. Teleport Ooh, to work. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think about that superpower and about shape shifting. True. Yeah, because I feel like though that would be really cool too. Yeah, being being able to like live life as other people and like right yeah. yeah um yay awesome thank you no problem <laughs> and i guess we'll get into our topic for today and our topic is um post-grad depression dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um yeah so my first question mango uh what was your i guess what was the first month like when you graduated like right after you graduated or a lot of, like, university students, you don't, like, ever think um, about, like, you're thinking about what happens after graduation, but I feel like you never, you can never prepare for what the actual experience is like, especially as someone that didn't want to go to grad school right after, so I didn't really have a plan, like, my plan was to get a job, I didn't know what job I wanted, and so that month afterwards is, like, pretty horrible, um, just because, like, I think we finished exams in April, but my experience was good because, like, I actually went to Trinidad after, and I got to see my family, and it was, like, really nice because yeah. I haven't been back there in, like, forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just still, like, mentally, I think my body and mind was, like, still trying to process that, like, 
that was it. Like, mm-hmm. the structure is gone. Like, you're on your own now. Um, so, like, I don't think the depression actually hit that month, like, the month after. I think it was, like, a little bit, like, after, like, the actual graduation ceremony in June. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think I think it also kind of hits when school starts again. Yeah. Because then you're not actually going back to school and mm-hmm. you're just going to be an adult, yeah. I guess, right? Yeah. And I also think I didn't realize, like, how much of a slump I was going to be in until I was, like, deep in the slump, like, um, because the month after, like, you're still, like, you still feel like a student, like, you know, mm-hmm. you're still, like, oh, you're excited to graduate, and then you're looking forward to the actual ceremony, mm-hmm. and, like, it's still really fresh, you know? Yeah. But, so, Mango, for when you actually graduated and went through grad, how was that experience like for you? Like, the ceremony? The ceremony yeah. and all that stuff, yeah. It was actually, I mean, okay, on your podcast, you talked about, like, the financial aspect of it, yeah. like, about, like, how, I mean, we went to, we both went to UT, <sighs> yeah. and, yeah. like, how, um, actually, it was, like, I think that was the beginning of the trauma, because I didn't pay off my tuition, so, OSAP, our tuition was, like, 13k, yes. and OSAP only gave me 8k. And then the years before, I was, like, working in the summer to pay off the tuition, mm-hmm. like, throughout the year and the summer to pay off the tuition so that I could go back to school the next year, mm-hmm. which is only, I I mean, admittedly, I would have to do it for my third year and my fourth year, mm-hmm. but in fourth year, like, I was just so stressed with, like, finishing all my assignments and everything, like, everything was late, but yeah. I was so stressed with that that I didn't really work as hard. I wasn't, like, making as much money. Yeah. So on my actual graduation day, like, I didn't even get my diploma. I still actually don't have it because, like, I had... Um, outstanding debt to U of T so like that was hard because like everyone else got their diploma and it was like framed but because I didn't pay it off like <laughs> I just got a letter saying like this is how you can get your this like this is the invoice this is where you go and that was pretty like sad because like everyone was taking pictures with their diploma and I just took a picture with the envelope because there was like nothing in it um so that but it was like nice to see like all my friends and like I mean you were there obviously mm-hmm. and like to see everyone that you like struggled with throughout school Mm-hmm. you know um but I think that was like the beginning of like the down downward spiral yeah know? I remember when um because I didn't buy one of those expensive frames to go over it either because <laughs> yeah. that alone was like 200 yeah, dollars for like... the frame for it but <laughs> I remember um our friends they were like oh everyone bring your diploma blah yeah. blah blah and then I I knew your situation and I said oh why don't we just take a picture without it because mine yeah. was like oh, thank you for doing that I remember that yeah and and then we we got to take a picture without like yeah. all the weirdness yeah because I'm just like uh like well, let me yeah. just take a picture with the letter they gave you me know? yeah but and like, I know it's like something you probably it's hard to tell people yeah. about that or your personal yeah. situations right but was it necessarily ashamed like yeah. I mean, I feel like I I was ashamed, but I I wasn't ashamed because like I was like very much against the idea of like them not giving me my diploma because like I couldn't afford it, even though like it was just you know I mean I get why like, yeah um but I don't know it was like awkward and the, like that whole thing and like I don't know my my family was there and like I have Caribbean parents so like they're just eternally unimpressed with everything that you do. <laughs> Like, I feel like, yeah. you know, like, they're taking pictures, but, like, my, they just looked, like, exhausted from, like, waiting around all day. It was, like, because you get there so early. Yeah. And then, like, it, like there's, like, so time. many people. Yeah. And then they call your name. And, like, I also didn't make it. Like, I my GPA is, like, a 3.11. So I didn't make it to, like, the honors. And, like, that was really disappointing. Oh, the, everyone graduated with honors, but it was distinction. Yeah, distinction. High distinction. Yeah, like, if you get a 3.2 yeah. to 3. Point, and then, high, high distinction, I think, is, like, 
something four yeah or something like no that. no or like three at three point four oh, above yeah oh, okay. I, that was a goal i was really trying to work towards mm. but i think that like in fourth year a lot of my grades like in the last semester like they, they didn't slip but i didn't work as hard as i could have mm-hmm. just because like i was over it i was mentally spiritually exhausted <laughs> i just wanted to get things submitted and like yeah. i didn't work as hard so um that was hard to like not like you're my like feeling like oh not sitting with all the distinction kids and like sitting with the regulars you know but yeah I never thought about that yeah Yeah. I I think um I don't remember what it's called yeah before you graduate and you're a senior senioritis yes oh gosh that is like the realest thing because it's like I don't know I think even in our program a lot of things they weren't repetitive like they were repetitive like Mm -hmm. we were doing like we were in fourth year we were applying things that we learned in previous years yeah yeah to like bigger projects and so it didn't feel like you were learning anything new it more felt like you were applying the things that you already learned yeah so like it was just a year that I was like the least motivated I felt the least like myself I put on the most weight and it was just not a fun time Mm -hmm. and then I felt like like just disappointed with myself all the time like Mm -hmm. unsatisfied with who I was what I was doing with my life with my accomplishments and it's like weird because like when you're little, I remember, like, in elementary school, talking to my friend Miranda, shout out to her, she's listening, and being like, yeah, we're gonna go to U of T together, when we're, like, and you, like, look forward to university, and then you, like, get there, and it's just, you don't feel like the accomplishment is anything, you know? Mm, yeah. So, do you think, like, the the depression part happens during your your time in university, and then it kind of, you don't realize it, but it carries itself with yeah. you after you graduate? I think, um, I think I've actually always been depressed, like, or I would say, like, a, like, I always say that I'm mentally, like, a sad person, like, my mind is sad, and I have, like, a happy soul, so, like, mm-hmm. I think that looking back, I was a very high-functioning, sad person, I don't, like, like, know if the word depressed is the best one, because I haven't been, like, diagnosed, Yeah. but I think what happens after school is that, like, all the distractions and, like, the goals that you set for yourself kind of, like, disappear. Mm-hmm. And then you're just left with this, like, emptiness of, like, what do I do next? Exactly. And, like, when we were in school together, we, like, were part of so many different clubs. I was, like, playing soccer. Like, I was working a lot. And then I'm, like, you go to, like, there's nothing. Like, you have no schedule, no structure. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like, part of it is just graduating and then trying to find yourself again yeah and be like oh well was the person I was in university am I still does that still define me kind of thing yeah because like even with me I got a scholarship to like the Miami at school from right yeah and like I didn't even go because of the financial reason like I couldn't afford to yeah but then I was also like is that what I even want to do do I want to be in advertising like is that gonna be me so it's like it was a huge yeah. commitment to like for a career choice that I'm not even sure about I think that like to answer the question that I think I was always sad I didn't have anything to distract myself and then it just got a lot like it just got progressively like worse like um trying to find yourself but then not having any structure and like your mental health is just like it's the first time in my life I was ever that I felt that like lost in life you know mm-hmm. yeah for me I think when I graduated um, high school, the two years after that was when I was like, I don't know what word to use it, but I guess we can say the word depressed. Yeah. Because, yeah, like I wasn't diagnosed with anything either. And right after I graduated uh, high school is when I experienced just like really negative emotions, I guess you can say. And then also that feeling of just not knowing who you are or 
or yeah. where to go or what to do kind yeah. of thing. And then the exact same feelings and um, thoughts came back after graduating university yeah. too. And it's like, okay. And it's worse because like, yeah. you're an adult and everyone expects you oh, to be an adult. Oh, God, yeah. Like, oh, my goodness. Um, after we graduated, how was your experience like, like experiencing with the post-grad depression after? Um, it was literally, like, one of the most challenging things I had to go through in my life, because I technically was, like, working for this, um, like, um, like, uh, I guess, what do you call them? A small business, like a handbag company. Right. Yeah, you remember right. that. I, I will go I into totally details re- about that. I forgot. But that was, like, another traumatic experience, because I was, like, I want to be more in the creative industry. I don't want to work for a corporation, like, all this stuff, like, trying to find myself as a creative person. And, like, I feel like I made all the wrong decisions because I was, like, overthinking everything. Um, But I learned a lot from that experience working with that company where I was definitely taken advantage of and, like, you know. um, It got to the point where, like, I would wake up, edit some video stuff for pictures or, like, try to do, like, like an hour worth of work for those whatever company I was working for. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I guess I can't even say working because I wasn't really getting paid that much. So it was basically volunteer yeah and then I would just be in my bed I couldn't even like watch Netflix like my brain was just so fried I would just like literally lie down play some League of Legends like Mm -hmm. and like sleep and then I would wake up and go like referee soccer and coach soccer because like my dad's really into that so I felt like I was nothing like just a shell of a person like I was I don't know I feel like I'm answering the question really badly but um no it was like that was your experience right but like it was just I don't know I, I felt obviously it's hard to say this, but there was a lot of suicidal ideation. Like, I don't know. I got and it's bad because like I I feel like I always think about like what it would be like to like trigger warning to not be alive, but like not in a way where I would actually act on it, but more so like as a like I would ru- much like ru- I wouldn't mind if I just used to exist. Like I felt like I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't doing anything important with my life. Mm-hmm. I was just like stuck and lost. Okay, so first I'll say trigger warning. <laughs> like um talks about suicide um but like i think that um i guess i'll start with saying this first coming we're gonna probably talk about coming out of it afterwards Mm -hmm. but looking back um i real like i in assessing my life i realized that like i always thought think from when i was little i always thought about what it would be like to not exist and, like, not in a way, like, I would be so afraid of killing myself. I was raised Catholic, like, I don't want to go to hell. But, like, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. that kind of stuff. But it's, like, the ideation of, like, thinking about what your life would, like, what other people's lives would be like if you weren't around. Like, yeah. would it, would it, like it would just be easier to not exist. And, like, that kind mm-hmm. of dancing with those thoughts. And it's, I mean, you're thinking about everything under the sun. So, I mean, the pain that you I, I was experiencing was, like, such a almost like a deep spiritual pain like it was like mm-hmm. a existential like what's the purpose of my life kind of pain why am I here will people miss me if I was gone like am I contributing anything do I have a purpose like um definitely really dark thoughts um and I, I really wanted to talk about this because I did talk to other people like in our program as well after mm-hmm. and like I think for like a lot of people that want to be in a more creative industry yeah like Life after God isn't really beautiful. Like, a lot of people don't make their best work till, like, their 40s. And so, you know, it's a really weird time for someone who studied something that's more creative it's and who true. wants to work in a creative industry because, like, you're just trying to figure out how to fit in, how to make money, how to pay off your debt. And, like, it's just so confusing, isolating. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have your parents and your family, like, just get a job. We paid all this money for you to go to school. You know, they made sacrifices for you when they come here. 
And then you just have all that guilt. I wasted all their, I'm a disappointment to them. I'm not doing anything. And then looking back, you're just like, it's because I literally couldn't do anything. Like I wasn't mentally ready to like talk, go to interviews and like put myself, make resumes about myself, do them properly. Like I was just, I've, my mental was like so broken, right? So, and I think that's kind of the bulk of the experience. And it was just a lot of lost. I got, and I have a lot of brain fog, so I don't really remember it. But I just remember looking back at the weekend, people asking me, like, even to this day, people ask me, like, what did you do this week? Or what did you do yesterday? And I'm like, I don't know what I did. Because it's just, I feel like I just spent a lot of time just being in my bed, <laughs> like, doing absolutely nothing and mm-hmm. being a potato. And like, it's like the when the comic book character, like, when Batman goes to, like, see Bane and, like, he's in the darkness. <laughs> like, you know, like, if that, that was what I feel like maybe that was my. That was my moment to be at rock bottom. Yeah. Um, you know, it could have been worse. Mm-hmm. I made it through. Um, but that was, like, really rock bottom for me. Because uh, you know me. Like, I was never someone to just do nothing with the day. Like, I was always busy doing stuff. So, and then I talked to my parents afterwards. And my mom was like, oh, yeah, I knew you were going through something. But, like, you know, that's just your 20s. I mean, that's true, maybe. But, like, Interesting. I could have, I would have much rather not suffered in the way that I did. Especially, I think, um. I'm sorry for talking so much, but like, no, yeah, yeah, but I think especially the hardest thing was it's hard to talk about it because when you're in it, you don't realize like how deep you're in it yeah. and you can't really think of ways to get out of it. Yeah. You're just like so lost in like your own pain and misery, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. it's hard to like people give you suggestions like, yeah, just apply here and do this. And it's not yeah, that easy because I don't even want to exist. So, yeah, you know, but mm-hmm. I think, um, when you were saying about being in the creative industry and I as a comparison I guess people who go to school for nursing say for example you're in school for nursing you're studying this to use it in the field and then you do your co-op and then you apply for that specific job right whereas in the creative industry where we're in you kind of have to be already in the creative industry before you even graduate yeah and I think some people aren't there yet after they graduate and then trying to find out how you fit in that industry yeah. that you want to be in after like that's the hardest part too yeah. you know I'm, I'm like yeah we're you done talking yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah sorry yeah. no 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 yeah. but like no I'm really happy you said that because I feel like you put into words what I couldn't express like the idea that like I want to work in film and I want to be like a more like I want to work in film production and like yeah. create stories and I want to be a storyteller that's like my life goal but it's like I wasn't telling stories before I wasn't like I don't have a big enough portfolio and I'm just like I don't know what I even want to say but I know I have a lot of things to say exactly whereas there's people that like had cameras in high school and were like making things and have such great work already that like yeah I felt like I'm don't have like I want to work here but what can I show that I can work here you know yeah and that makes it worse (laughs) I wonder because because yeah that that definitely happens and then you go into that thing where you're comparing yourself that you're like well I don't have a blog. I don't have a successful YouTube channel. I don't have, I don't know, X, Y, Z, this amazing portfolio that other people or other creatives have. Yeah. But I wonder, like, do nurses think about the same thing? <laughs> yeah. Like, you're, you're all, I, I don't know if it's, like, a correct yeah. way or correct um, uh, way to... Yeah, to, com- yeah. to compare. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think comparison and, like, 
I remember there was something, one thing that like, you were telling me, because I was also, I think looking back, I was very depressed in fourth year, probably the most depressed I've been in my life until after I graduated. Mm-hmm. And there was something like, I remember we were walking up the stairs and I was like, oh, I don't want to take the stairs. And you're like, oh, you know, you should be grateful that you have legs to take up the stairs. And at the time, it really pissed me off. I was like, it's all good. Like, we're like, I think that was like a moment. It's like when your parents say, yeah. like, tell you like, you know what, like, buck up. <laughs> you just got to deal with it. It was like. The point, it was like the medicine I needed to hear at the time. Mm-hmm. So I think that gratitude, not comparing yourself to other people, really does make it better. Like, it, it's yes. like that. That's what, or I guess, comparing yourself and being ungrateful for the things that you do have makes it worse. Yeah. When you said that, at the time I was pissed off, but I forgive you because, like, <laughs> but like looking back, I was just like, you know, like it's like it's like words that like I just kept repeating in my head, like you should be grateful, great gratitude, yeah. and I was like, I can't believe this girl, like, because I also was struggling in fourth year with the fact that I don't think people realized how emotionally in distress I was. I found that people thought I was like being short tempered and stuff, but I was like really in crisis, <laughs> and like not many people noticed. Yeah, so I'm like a typically a happy person. I make a lot of jokes, mm-hmm. and so that was just really triggering. I'm like, wow, yeah. like. I'm miserable today, and this girl's trying to make me feel yeah. happy about gratitude and like, ooh, ooh, la, la. Yeah. but it was good because again, those words like rang through my head, mm-hmm. and like that was something that I like got an anchor, like thinking about like, okay, at least I have it, like, at least I graduated, at least like I have my family, I have a place to live, and like mm-hmm. I think gratitude really helped, like it, it like you know, eventually clicked that I need to be more <laughs> grateful, but yeah, it was hard hearing it at first, not gonna yeah. lie. I never um, thought about that, but maybe it's because we didn't communicate with each other yeah. how exactly you were feeling. Yeah, I didn't I tell didn't. anyone. Like, yeah. Until after I was no. done being, like, yeah. that sad. Wow. You know? I, I'm sorry that at the Don't time apologize. I missed you, but, like, I, I definitely said it out of good intention. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Like, yeah. 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 But I'm glad that the gratitude helped after. <laughs> That's so funny because yeah. I, I do remember that time. Yeah. And those stairs are so crazy, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. For sure. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. So thank you so much for sharing, Mango. Um, I, I guess moving forward is how are you now and what was the progress like getting to where you are now? Yeah. Um, I feel like now I'm in a different stage of existential crisis because I got a job. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, good. I'm a lot more financially stable than I've ever been in my life. Wow, yeah. But, like, I'm, like, learning the hard life lesson <laughs> that following your passion worth more than any money you can ever make. And I'm trying to, like, actively make the changes to, well, to be more creative. Because I settled. I didn't end up in a creative industry. I'm doing something that I actually hate. <laughs> yeah. To just make money. Um, I think getting out of it, like, as bad as it sounds, it was getting a job. Like, my mom was like, girl, you cannot keep living like this. And she, like, said, like, they're hiring here, apply. And then I applied. And it was just, like, as bad as it sounds, the structure, like, having the structure of having to wake up and go to work, that was, like, that. It, I don't think I'm actually fully healed. I think that, like, now that the pandemic is hit, it's definitely spiraling back out again because, mm-hmm. like, you know, the the stru- there's the structure but now there's like the missing of the social aspect I don't get to see my friends as much and like yeah. the distractions that I had before because I mean I was also working two jobs even like mm-hmm. and having the two jobs and like hustling and working hard was yeah. again a distraction from like the emptiness that I always feel yeah um so I don't think I've actually ever act- actually gotten fully out of it mm-hmm. but I think getting a job and then um I started going to the gym mm-hmm. I mean even though like I know where cats were but like have a good life I hate them with the passion <laughs> I started like prioritizing taking care of myself and like I know self-care is like a buzzword now yeah but I feel like in a real it's way important. 
like putting myself first and like really talking to myself and thinking about what I want in my life, envisioning what my what a happy life for me looks like. Like I know now that a happiness for me is having like a tiny house mm-hmm. with my little garden outside and a cat and like you know that's to me is like happiness. Like yeah. I know that and then being surrounded by friends and good food, like I know that those things make me happy. So like focusing on taking care of myself mentally, like trying to eat better even though I fail and have like donuts too much but um (laughs) like actively putting myself first and like not being like afraid that it's going to make other people uncomfortable if I'm happy and stuff like that so and I think I'm 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 still trying to figure out my purpose Mm -hmm. Um, I mean I think I know my purpose is to be a storyteller but I'm figuring out ways to actually be a storyteller not just say that that's my purpose Mm -hmm. I, I actually tell stories and like I had to cut a lot of people out of my life actually people that I felt were not helping me grow like really toxic friendships yeah honestly sometimes getting rid of people like takes a whole load out off of your shoulders so that's where yeah. i am now and that's how i got there yeah i think um going back to just working jobs just to work yeah and just to like figure it out and just to pay off your student loans yeah. and all that stuff like that process is also what brings I guess the that post-grad depression yeah because in your head you envision like okay cool I'm gonna like I'm doing um uh Mango and I did a lot of extracurricular activities where we're like this is gonna help in the future kind of thing because you you're giving yourself this experience right and then the idea is you're gonna graduate you're gonna get a creative nine-to-five job then you're just like that's it yeah you're just gonna live a whatever good life yeah and, oh, don't even trigger and, uh, good yeah, life yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you're just gonna live like a life that you kind of want or whatever yeah. <laughs> but but in reality that's not how it works yeah. it's like you work 10 odd jobs which I've done yeah. and then you, you work so hard I'm like I'm so proud of you you inspire me like Thanks. not in a corny way but yeah. like I also think that's another thing like having you as a friend mm-hmm. because we did end up like seeing each other like a lot and oh, every yeah. time I saw you it felt like I felt like my spirit was like dr- like drowning and you were lifting me out of it. Yeah, oh, you know, just like yeah. being around like someone who's like has such a good energy and like, oh, thank you know, you. that really yeah. did help. Because yeah. then we talk and we like, make make goals like, oh yeah, we want to yeah. be out of debt by this time. And yes. like we're talking to each other about it, and it really just like, you were one of the it first helped. people that opened up to you about it, like about, about the debt part, about debt and like yeah. my mental health. Like I wasn't really open because I'm like. Yeah. My brand is happy. <laughs> like, no one... And I realized really quickly that people like to see me when I'm not happy. And so I always just try to hide that part of myself. But then it ends up coming out anyway. So, mm-hmm. you know? It, it's funny that you say that because... Um, so yeah. my, my friend is a very happy person. Yeah. And me and him, I feel like people consider us as very, like, happy, positive. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, like, we are always laughing and yeah. stuff. But low-key, everyone goes to their own ch- And yeah. just because they appear so happy, they're... Like, deep down, yeah. there's stuff going on yeah. right you know yeah. and I think that that you experienced yeah. too bringing it out loud or just telling people like you're a human yeah right you're gonna mm-hmm. experience those things right yeah. we're all broken and some of us are gonna be broken <sighs> right? a lot more broken at different parts in our lives right yeah exactly you know? but yeah going back to the ideal process after graduation yeah. that's not what yeah. happens and you're just figuring out what that process is like for yeah. you. It's funny because, like, we both <sighs> had plans. Mm-hmm. And then, like, yeah. self-doubt kicks in. You yeah. just don't follow the plan. You're like, yeah. I don't think this is for me. Like, you start yeah. to question everything. Yeah. And then you deviate from the plan. Yeah. And then it's just, like, a mess. And yeah. I think, but I, I'm honestly, looking back, I'm just, like, I think I'm a much more, like, compassionate person now. I'm a lot calmer now mm-hmm. after going through what I've gone through. Because I know that I can go through anything. 
but also I just because I'm like I I recognize now that like a lot of other like what I don't know I feel like it helped me grow up a little bit like it was literally like the the harshest pull out of childhood oh my gosh you know like adulthood really hits you with like a you know in the face after you graduate (laughs) yeah that's a huge thing and I think I can relate to you in so many ways because even when you got accepted to the Miami ad school and then for me I got accepted for um post-grad in event marketing or something like that and Mm -hmm. at the time I didn't accept it because of debt as well and then but we both know that that's a direction that we want to take but then money holds you back and you're just like well then what do I want to do in my life now so yeah and I'm just like I couldn't take that 30k it's like so expensive like another 30k plus I'm already like 10k like you know it was just our program was so well I mean yeah and and because it's it's also at a time when like you aren't making money like yeah we were both working, but all the money I made was for school. Exactly, so, like, right? I felt like I was working so hard, and I was still feeling very poor, very yeah. broke, you know? Yeah, I hated that, because I would work so so many jobs, and people were like, oh, you got money, you're no. rich now, and you're like, no, like, like you know how expensive my tuition is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, or like your tuition, uh, books, food, like yeah. just you know, but trying to enjoy my life, yeah. kind of thing too. Um, like uh, because. I mean, I just want to get it out. You can don't have to put it, but like the fact that you mentioned too, like creativity is such a fluid thing. Like whereas, like there's no path, correct path to being someone that like yeah. has a creative like life. Yeah. And so some people, well, like I said, will make their best work in their forties, and then some so people, true. like even our program, like you know, there's people like making amazing things in like their first year, right? Exactly right. And like a- accomplishing amazing things, but like that's their journey, yeah. and like. Maybe like as bad as it's maybe they'll peak then and they'll yeah. never make anything greater after that, right? You like, never know. So, or maybe they'll they'll continue to make great things, but like you know. Yeah, I I agree. Like you, the creative industry or just like the entrepreneurial industry. Yeah. Because I guess I'm gonna go back to the comparison of being a nurse or whatever. Yeah. But for the for our industry, like we're doing um university. And, like, is university the correct path for doing what we want to do? Who knows? Or, like, um, after university, you have to take a specialized program to do exactly what you want to do yeah. or whatever. And it's all, like, money. Like, yeah. it's all money. It's, like, I can easily learn these things and I can be qualified, but it's, like, we just spend money to get this piece of paper. Yeah, like, you exactly. Know. Whereas, like, could you have been doing it this whole time without that price yeah right because I remember um I wanted to go do that postgrad that I got accepted in and then my one of my bosses at the time said could you get the same job without having to take that program yeah oh damn like (laughs) I get I never really thought about that like I guess so so I think that also made me step back on doing the program that I wanted to do yeah everyone's also telling you what you have to do yeah. and you you're not listening to what you truly want to yeah. do I, I, I agree I think if I had followed my heart from even like high school and like really yeah. was like I want to be a storyteller I would have taken story like I would have taken more drama courses I wouldn't have been so academic focused yeah maybe would have chosen a different university program yeah like, or college yeah exactly like yeah. we would have went directly to film school or like just more writing intensive program or yeah. like studied animation which I want to do now like yeah um taking like you know there's so many things that I could have done now but like I can't look back I'm where Mm -hmm. I am now I have to go forward and that's more I guess the thing I took away the from this experience is that like you just got to keep moving forward like that's all you really have is like the next step that you have to take right Mm -hmm. like one day at a time that's what we were talking about earlier I think that was a good show yeah (laughs) (laughs) I think also um 
my friend and I talk about this a lot, but being the first immigrant child. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, like, that's yeah. a whole story, yeah. a whole episode in <laughs> yeah. itself. Um, But I think for me and you, I feel like we're the first immigrant yeah. child, right? So that's, yeah. like, a huge thing. And maybe your sibling has it. Feel, it feels like your sibling has it better because they have a direction where you were able to kind of guide them in a way. Yeah, or, yeah. and they have know. me to support. Like, my brother's applying to universities now. Like, they, they can learn from our mistakes. And in the sense, like, I think the firstborn is just always the most mentally, like, <laughs> unstable. Because <laughs> yeah. we're, like, you know, but that's so, another podcast yeah. topic. Oh, my gosh. Being yeah. a firstborn daughter from an immigrant family. <laughs> yeah. So going back to your takeaway point of, I think we wanted to just share what kind of advice that we would give to someone who's graduating Mm -hmm. from from university or college or whatever post-secondary what are the things that was like it's like a painful process accepting all the feelings that you're feeling and addressing them like i've never done psychedelics but i'm assuming it's something similar like i think it's like the best example i can have yeah like i've never done them just clarifying Of, like, being, like, going through that whole spiral to come out, like, reborn almost. Like, yeah. And I also don't want to frame, like, depression like that because that's my experience. And some people, it's, like, a, a lot more long-term. Yeah. it's, like, I'm still a very, like, experiencing. But I think that, like, that super rock bottom for me and being fortunate enough to, like, have the support systems to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think that, like, allowing myself to feel everything and to be miserable kind of, like, definitely helped heal. Yeah. Because I think the problem was that I went through a lot of my life denying my misery. Yeah. And it doesn't make it easier if you never address it. It just builds up until like you can't take it anymore. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And like um being confident in whatever decisions like if you have a dream and you feel like something is your purpose, you will never be fulfilled until you actively try to seek out that purpose. Like don't let other people derail you, be like, Oh, that's not realistic. Don't let other people yeah. like tell you like that's not the path for you or like you can do it this way if you feel in your gut like you'll regret not following that dream and you're gonna end up doing it anyway and you'll Agreed. be yeah because i'm telling you like i'm it's so true more financially stable than i've ever been i paid off 8k of my tuition this year like you know yeah and but i feel like a lot more miserable because i feel like i don't have a purpose you know mm-hmm. so yeah yeah uh, oh my gosh yeah. i can relate to you so much because yeah. like i paid off a lot, a lot of tuition too. <laughs> I think I did thirteen k. Yeah, that's a yeah, people don't is, realize how hard so crazy, to pay off right? debt because you're literally paying off something and you're not getting anything back. Like, yeah, and then after I feel like for us, we focused on paying off debt first to do something that we truly want to do after. Yeah, which really sucks. But then, yeah, going through that is uh, like twenty twenty two. We're about to be having our best life. You know, <laughs> so, give us a couple years. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, going back to one of your the takeaway points, like I definitely agree that just admit having that support support system and also having being real with how you truly feel, yeah. right? Is <clears throat> yeah, both really helpful because yeah. I feel like last year was my lowest point, I mm-hmm. guess, and during that entire time, I would just cry every single week to like Matt, yeah, <laughs> and just having him be there and just un- like having someone to listen to or yeah. understand you, or even me and you and we yeah, meet oh, every God, week and crying. we would just like, you know, we're watching a movie and we feel the feels, we just cry it out, but then that's therapeutic in itself yeah. and like yeah. helps you move forward for what you want to yeah. do, right? And like yeah. sometimes, as bad as it sounds, you're gonna have to be your own hero. Like it's yeah. literally, yeah. Yeah, you're gonna be your own hero. <laughs> like, yeah. not especially like um 
that's like the hardest harshest reality is that of being an adult is that literally no one's coming to save you like Mm -hmm. no one's gonna come pay your tuition for you no one's gonna help you figure out what job is best for you like it sucks it's (laughs) It's it's pretty horrible oh my gosh yeah so true yeah and you just have to do it for yourself and it's like literally the like that's just adulthood and it sucks oh my god but when you realize it and you and you believe in yourself and you take the and you like make plans and goals like yes. you can do it for sure agree yeah. oh, that's a good one that's yeah. a really good one <laughs> thank you yeah thank you so much mango thank you for being part of this episode and sharing your experience and just being like really real and oh. vulnerable with us thank you yeah. for having me like yeah, this was actually really therapeutic like just and i hope that people hear it and like even though it was like word vomit but and they relate so i think it will definitely help other people though yeah Yeah. thank you thank you for the opportunity of course okay thank you everyone thanks for listening bye Bye. (laughs)